Okay. Uh, well, let me uh, let's let's just we're going to look at some stuff in uh, in the book of Numbers this morning again. And remember, this stuff is totally historical. I mean, it couldn't be any more laid out historical. You know, and it, it's, it's the beauty of the Bible. But it's funny, the Bible is your Bible. You can read anywhere you want to, pick up and whatever. But, you know, there's there's some things you won't figure out. And Jesus refers back to this stuff constantly. Have you not read? Didn't, and he tells different things and you'll go, like John 3.16. We know John 3.16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him. But did you know the verse above it? It says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And we just read it like, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. We honestly, we didn't know that story. Well, it's in the book of Numbers here. Snakes came out and were biting people. Well, what's what, what happened there? Well, you go find out. God totally rescued these people from, from, from bondage. It's because he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he told uh, Abraham they were going to be uh, enslaved in a country for 400 years. But I'll bring them out with great wealth. Okay, and that's, and it was, it's a mass exodus is what happened. Okay, but sometimes we don't close the loop and get these stories. We miss this, and we go, well, I don't understand why God did. But if you read the whole book, you get it. Okay, but anyway, so uh, here in the book of Numbers here, I'm going to jump ahead. We are just now at the promised land. It's only been a year and a half since Moses drowned in the Red Sea. Remember, they were chasing them, and all of a sudden the walls, boom, got them. All right, there at Mount Sinai. They got the instructions. The Lord gave Moses how to build a tabernacle because God said, I'm going to live among you. Okay, Aaron's two sons have gotten killed already because what? They went in there with some strange, they go, why? This looks pretty good. We'll bring some firecrackers in there. No, you don't bring firecrackers in there. Well, God's just horrible. No, he's not. He's holy. And it's not about you being perfect because you had the blood constantly of these lambs every day covering. But you had to be sanctified and only certain people were supposed to be there and it was real important. And it was uh, in total contrast to the way the Lord, where he is in heaven. He said, make the tabernacle structure like this because I am going to live among you. Okay. So, but a lot of times we go, well, I don't know, this is just some sort of a Jewish thing. No, it wasn't. This is, if, if you think it's just some sort of Jewish thing, you're, you're crazy because they sure didn't brag about themselves. Moses looked stupid in this whole thing. I don't want to go to Pharaoh. I'm not going. Don't send me, you know. And the Lord got mad at him about that. And finally, uh, Moses, he was going to go. He said, I'm going to go. Okay. You know, wow. Just some common sense details in here. So anyway, now, we're in the book of Numbers. And they got all the way to the promised land. And we know that story so well. Remember what happened? They went in. No, they didn't. They go, we can't go in there. I'm going to skip that story. We're going to come back to it. Forty years later, which goes real fast, this is where you get the 40 years. And it goes so fast, it's like three chapters. And they're already like, time's up. Let's go to the Holy Land. And they're on their way. And all those suckers who had been 20 years and older have already passed away. Aaron's already passed away at this time. And uh, all those others. And then they have a new census taken. And, it, and they actually say these were not the numbers of people that were in 40 years ago. They'd already passed away. Okay. But anyway, on their way back, uh, <clears throat> a great story here, and I just want you to catch it. Remember we had learned in Numbers chapter, uh, we'll start in Numbers chapter 1. I want you to see something here because it's kind of cool. Uh, Numbers chapter 1, we'll come down here to, uh, they started, it's, it's like, well, that's the reason I can't get in. You know, when people make fun of all these, oh man, remember the American jokes we talked about the Bible? These are just things we, but you got to watch it. Because even though it's a joke and it's funny and whatever, and they say, well, I can't go to sleep, so what do we do? We're in church and we think it's a little joke thing. And, and, and I'm not calling it, uh, it's not sacrilegious. I don't, I don't care about that. 
But they'll go, yeah, I had to read a few genealogies before I go to bed. First off, you didn't read any genealogies. If you did, you know, you'd have got to the end of that genealogy. Or if you read the one in First Chronicles, you'd have found a little phrase in there about Jabez saying, man, I'm in trouble. I just want God. I want you to bless me, keep me safe and everything else. And God said, okay, I'll do it. I mean, the genealogies ain't going to kill you. And just by saying that lets you know it's just what people like to say and they don't read them. But anyway. Uh, notice the numbers here. It starts out with genealogy. And this is so important. These were the counts. This proves, you know, unless you think Jesus is an outright liar, this proves that they actually came out. That's the reason if you go back and go, well, I just don't believe there ever was a Pharaoh. Well, yeah, there is too. You ever heard of a pyramid? Okay. You ever heard of Ramses? Well, that's where they left. They were building Ramses. These Israelites were underneath all that slavery. But anyway, when they get out, Numbers chapter 1, it's the numbers. All right, so here's the tribe leader, Reuben, son of so-and-so, Simeon, so-and-so. Anyway, come on down here. But anyway, uh, let me come on down here. This is chapter 1. Uh, let me catch up here. Oh, Now, notice this. This was the... Uh, I skipped part of this. Uh, where was it at? Oh, oh, I'm in Leviticus. Excuse me, no wonder. Let me go back to uh, numbers here. Okay. He said, take a census of the men 21 years and older who are able to go to war. Now, remember why... We didn't start reading our Bible yesterday. We just came out of Pharaoh. We've got the tabernacle structured already, ready to go. We are going to the promised land, and we're going to have to kick somebody's tail when we get there, okay? We're going to drive out all... God's going to send hornets out ahead of you, too. God's actually going to call this the army of God. That's actually what we're going to look at here this morning, because we're going to skip ahead. Okay, but notice he says this, and this is where, you know, Hollywood will mess you up if you think Hollywood has, they're just, well, they're talking about the Bible, and you better read the Bible yourself. You ever heard of the phrase called fake news? Hello, it's been going on for years, not just now, constantly. Oh, so anyway, so uh, they were supposed to uh, get everybody who was, t- who was supposed to go to war here, and where was that little phrase here? Uh, let's see, yeah, all these tribes, okay, take a census, and we want to see, I want to show this part here where it said, don't get the Levites. Yeah, that's right. Don't want not the people of cloth. Look at this. It does not include the Levites. This is in Numbers chapter 1, verse 47. Exempt the entire tribe of Levi from the draft. Don't include their number in the census. Oh, that's right, because I'm a man of the cloth. I don't believe in killing. Oh, in just a minute, just a minute, we're going to see that when they started the war, guess who was in front? The Levites were it, buddy. They were ready to roll. They had the ark on their shoulder. They had the trumpets, and they were going to commit suicide, weren't they? No, they weren't. That's how important the Lord is. You are more than a conqueror. Boy, they marched in there. And I mean, as soon as they did, the general said, we're going right, you're going left. You guys have maintained the ark, whatever y'all supposed to do. We're not getting away of the Lord here. You do what you're supposed to do. And man, they wiped everybody out. The Midianites. We're going to see that. And then we're also going to see at the end that the generals came back after the end and told Moses, Moses, uh, we know we brought you all this offering here and stuff, but we're going to bring you another offering. And basically Moses is like, okay, Why? And the general says, because we didn't lose a single soldier. We didn't lose one soldier. Now, what's that have to do with us? Think about it. Praise the Lord. Let these things just stir inside your heart here. Whatever you're faced with this day, watch this. I mean, you've been reading this on your own. You go, wow, Lord, wow. Okay, so the Levites were exempt. Hmm, they were supposed to do what? Remember, they were a border between God's wrath and the common people. Okay, let's, let's catch that little part right here. 
So, let's see, yeah, each tribe shall have their own separate camping area. Remember that? Okay, let me back up. It's one little phrase in 51. They're to live near the tabernacle. Wherever the tabernacle is moved, the Levites take it down and set it up again. Anyone touching it will be executed. I mean, it's not like, well, hey, go get the, hey, you accidentally touched it. No, we got to go shoot him. No, it just took care of itself. I mean, this stuff was holy. But now watch this. Uh, so where is it at? Yeah, look at verse 53. The Levites' tents shall be clustered around the tabernacle. Now remember, it's made a temporary structure. It's made to have poles on it, and we're going to move this thing. That's because we're going where? The promised land. We're not staying out here. They, man, they were in some... Anyway, the Lord took care of them while they were in the desert, but it was, it was, this, was not the, this was not the promised land. Just get across the water there. Mm-mm. The Levites' tents shall be clustered around the tabernacle, verse 53, Numbers chapter 1, as a wall between the people of Israel and God's wrath, look at this, to protect them from his fierce anger from their sins. Now this, you can read this in the book of Romans. You can read this in like we started with John 3, 16. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, guess what? The wrath of God abides on you. That's the reason as a Christian alone, you're free from the curses. But see, we're not taught that. And we still think, well, you know, God's going to take me through all this stuff and I got to pay for my not being such a good Christian. You couldn't pay for one bit of anything. This was 6,000 men without the women that came out of Exodus. I mean, came out of Egypt. You know, very last verse in Exodus chapter 12 says so. And the account comes up again here. But okay, so now we know the Levites, we're not supposed to go to war, but we're going to find out why. Because you are going to go to war. You just don't have to carry a weapon. You can carry a trumpet. You can carry the ark. That's because you're going to watch God just take care of all the problems. Okay, now, now let's skip ahead here. Ah... So we know we're ready to go. Now I want to go to, let me click this here. Let me get this. This one is just a little bit different than what I'm used to doing. Where's my, oh, oh, right here. All right, we're at numbers here. And I want to hit chapter, I think it's chapter 10 just a moment. Remember, these are instructions. Okay, now the Lord had said to Moses, make two trumpets of beaten silver to be used for summoning the people to assembly, signaling break of camp. When the trumpets are blown, they'll know when to gather because we're fixing, I mean, this, we're fixing to move. Remember, we also have what by day and what by night. We've got a cloud by day, you know, and we've got a fire by night. I mean, it's, this is not like, well, you never know. I mean, God's, they made all this up. <laughs> they didn't make any of this stuff up. Wow. Okay. All right, now let me speed ahead just a little bit in the 10th chapter, Numbers chapter 10. Look at this, verse 9. When you arrive in the promised land, now remember there's bad guys in there. Remember the spies, they're going to find out in two more chapters, three more chapters, we ain't going in there, there's giants in there. And that was awesome. They literally were giants. I mean, he's got one like, well, that's one or two. A whole city was giants. Man, it would be scary. Remember when you read the book of First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings, you read about David and David's mighty men. His cousin, David's, actually it was nephew, David's nephew killed Goliath's brother. Oh, there was another one? There was plenty of them. Wow. Exodus, no, excuse me, Deuteronomy. Remember, it's a full speech. It's the Gettysburg Address. They're at the promised land, and Moses is fixing to die. He says, well, let me recap. That's what he is. He's recapping. He says, well, when we wiped out the city of, uh, it was King Bashan. King Bashan, he was a a giant. And he said they, they kept his bed in a museum. It was 12 feet long. God, what a bed. Long as that pew. Longer, I guess. Mercy. You know, king size, all right, wasn't it? Okay. They kept it in a museum. It wasn't like a funny book. 
They even recognize this is weird. This is weird. You know, reason people want to read the Bible. I don't believe they lived that long. That's right. Uh-uh. Why did Pharaoh ask Jacob? I mean, yeah. Why did Pharaoh ask Jacob, how old are you? In the latter part of the book of Genesis. He said, well, I ain't near as old as some of my relatives. But I am hitting 140. <laughs> wow. You know, it's amazing. So when you get in the promised land, you go to war. Remember, these are the trumpets. Against your enemies, God will hear you and save you from your enemies when you sound the alarm with these trumpets. Now, I'm jealous right there. Lord, I wish I had something like that. You do. Hallelujah. You do. You can't read the book of Psalms without finding out you're supposed to win all the time. It's yours for the taking. Psalm 23. Just read it and try to say that doesn't belong to you. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Wow. He said, God will hear you and save you from your enemies when you sound the alarm with these trumpets. Use the trumpets in time of gladness. Well, ain't nobody glad about the Lord. Oh, come on. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. When you start figuring out God's on your side, you'll start smiling. You don't have to have a kumbaya moment once a year during the summertime and go, I just felt the Lord that summer 10 years ago. God, you should be feeling the Lord every day. Mel and I were both sharing, and Dustin and I too, about difficulties we had at work. You know, I've had difficulties, but praise the Lord, what a week I had. At every turn this week, overcoming, overcoming, overcoming. Praise the Lord. In front of great people too, I'm like, praise the Lord, I hope I'm performing right. And hope I'm doing right. And boy, the Lord would rescue me and make me look great. It was really good. I noticed this. Uh, he said, and God will be reminded of his covenant with you, for I am Jehovah your God. You know, when God got the Israelites out, I read this last night in, in, uh, oh, in Exodus. You know, he got them out because of his covenant with Abraham. There's a covenant out there for you and I too as well. All right, now, okay, so you blow the trumpets, what's going to happen? You're going to win. All right, so let's go see what happened here. Let's go back to, I'm going to go a little further in the book of Numbers here. Uh, I got to look here. Let me see if it's, it's uh, where we're at here. Ah, uh, let's see. That's uh, not there. Let's see where it's at. It's not 28. Let me catch this just a second. All right. Okay, I'm just clicking along here. <coughs> All right, here we go. It's the uh, it's the 31st chapter, I believe. Here we go. All right, here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is Numbers chapter 31. Now, I'm, I'm speeding ahead. 40 years has already happened. It's already gone by. Now listen, also, during that 40 years, you can't go in the promised land. Boy, God was hot at him. He was hot at Moses. You're not going in either. Moses tried to say, Lord, come on, please, let me go in. And the Lord wasn't going to let him do it. But the Lord still blessed him. He took him up on top of Mount Pisgah, one of those mountains, and said, I'll show it to you. That was right before he died. That's fixing to take place here in just a moment. I mean, God is your best friend. He is your best friend. And even in times of... I've made mistakes. I guess I'm... No, 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 no. Man, when they turned around and had to head back toward the Red Sea, God took care of them. And all of a sudden, they started kicking kings in that region right there, and they took over their cities. Man, it, it was... They were having it good. So it's not like, well, God, we're out here in our sandals. Well, so what? Guess what happened to their sandals that they had for 40 years? Remember? They never wore out. Darling, uh, wouldn't you buy me these shoes? Well, I got them at the Ramsons Best Buy over there, you know, and whatever and shoe store. I think Aaron sold them to me at whatever store, you know. And how many years has it been since we've been in Egypt? <laughs> Forty years. Typically, these shoes don't last barely a year. They ain't wore out yet. That's a miracle, praise the Lord. 
That miracle belongs to you and I. I'm not lying. The scripture said their shoes didn't wear out. Praise the Lord. Okay. The Lord said to Moses, here we are, Numbers chapter 31. Now they're almost they're at the promised land, but they're not going in yet. Now remember, Moses married a Midianite. Well, what's so wrong with the Midianites? Well, look what it says. Take vengeance on the Midianites for leading you into idolatry. And then you must die. Now, one thing you need to figure out from the Bible, and we all need to learn our own personal lives, is get rid of person, uh, uh, political correctness. You're not going to ever read your Bible and read it through the eyes of what America wants you to see. We're going to read this through what the Bible wants us to see. Idolatry. Worshipping the sun. Worshipping the whatever it is. And you take your kids and throw them to the fire and do crazy things. God never asked you to do that. He said, take a lamb. And now what do we do? We take a Jesus. Jesus took care of all that for us. We don't kill ourselves. But now watch this fantastic story. The Lord said, okay, Moses, take vengeance against the Midianites for leading you into idolatry, and then you must die. Okay. And Moses said to the people, some of you must take arms to wage Jehovah's war against Midian. Now, if you read the chapter before, it's... uh, Oh, actually, about three chapters before, it's just right after Balaam, the talking, don- the talking donkey story and whatever. Balaam was told to go curse these people, and Balaam figured it out. He says, man, I can't, I can't curse these people whom God's blessed. That ain't going to happen. We are these people. Balaam even said, if I could just die as happy as an Israelite, that's where we are today. This was 4,000 years ago. We have the same blessing. We should be the happiest people today in Huntsville, and we are. All right. Moses said to some of the people, some of you must take arms to wage Jehovah's war against the Midian. Constrict a thousand men from each tribe. Notice he didn't say, well, we better take everybody. We get, we better get everybody. Now Moses knew they were going to just beat whatever out of them. Okay, here we go. Constrict a thousand from each, from each tribe. Twelve tribes, remember that. So, let's click on here. Oh, this is Numbers 31. Watch the story here. This is so cool. All right. So, look, here it is right here. So, when this was done... Uh, out of the many thousands of Israel, 12,000 armed men were sent to battle Moses. Nope, except the Levites. That's right, except the Levites, but look at the next verse. Phinehas, the son of Eleazar the priest, led them into battle carrying the ark. Well, I wish I could see that stuff in that ark. Can't go in there. Oh, they took it out during the time of war. You saw that ark. Matter of fact, when the Philistines stole it in 1 Samuel, had another... Son, descendant of Aaron, granddaddy, 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 great, whatever. And they were, they had temple prostitutes. Oh, my gosh. And it was time to go to battle. Guess what they did? Oh, let's go get the ark. And they went down. You ever heard of the phrase uh, Ichabod? Ichabod? No, you have. It's a famous phrase in America. Ichabod, the glory's departed. That's where that came from. That guy that was carrying carrying the ark, he died, and his wife found out that he died, and she had a baby, and she named him Ichabod, called the glory has departed. Well, see, this dangling who thought he could have temple prostitutes and stuff. Remember, little Samuel was in that temple. He was growing up, and he saw this going, boy, this ain't the way it's supposed to go. And Eli, the high priest, who was their dad, wouldn't stop him. He'd just say, now, y'all need to cut this out. He never would lift a finger and say, look, boys, your days of being a priest in this is over with. He never would stop them. But they go out to battle with the ark, and they got creamed. And the Philistines stole this thing. But now watch what happens here. This is quite a contrast. That's in 1 Samuel. You can read that story for yourself. So here they go. Boy, Eliezer's got this thing on his shoulder with the rest of them, accompanied by the ark. Trumpets blaring. I mean, man, the Midianites are toast. Now, one thing you need to notice, too, is the other kingdoms around the place... 
Their eyes are wide open and they're knowing they're next. Jericho is scared out of their boots. Here they go. Well, that didn't last long. And every man of Midian was killed. <laughs> they were wiped out. Among those killed were the five Midianite kings. Wow! Evi, Rechem, Zer, Hur, Reba. Uh-oh, there's Balaam. Well, doggone. Yeah. Well, he wasn't that great a guy anyway, but notice this. Balaam, the son of Beor, was also killed. Then the Israeli army took captives, all the women. That's the reason we don't read this out of political correctness. You need to read this because you read the Bible because you know Jesus personally. All this stuff that we have in America going, rip down statues because of slavery and whatever. Paul, the servant, he actually said, the slave of Jesus Christ. We're never going to get away from that. We are slaves to the Lord. Trying to make everything in the world. Oh, don't say the word slave. That's the reason the Passover is so great. They were slaves, but they came out of an entire nation. But the story wasn't as we want to knock out slavery around the world. No, that wasn't the purpose. You knock out slavery around the world is when you find out who Jesus is and let Jesus be your Lord, you'll wind up being more than a conqueror and you won't be a slave to any man. Now watch this. Here's where some trouble took place. Then the Israeli army took his captives. Oh, let me skip down here to it. Here we go. All the women and children seized the cattle, flocks, and a lot of miscellaneous booty. All the cities and towns and villages of Midian were then burned. The captives and other war loot were brought to Moses and Eleazar the priest. And the rest of the people were camped on the plains of Moab, across the Jordan River, across from Jericho. You know, it, never, it was never there. It never happened. It, yes, it did too. Names and faces, places, and whatever. Moses and Eliezer, the priests, and all the leaders of the people went out to meet the victorious army. I'll say, weren't they? Man, it was just like a quick battle. But Moses was very angry with the army officers and battalion leaders. Wow. What did they do wrong? Well, hang on. Saul did the same thing, the first king of Israel. Moses said, why did you let the women live? Now, here's where you got to watch out. We don't read these stories. We don't see what's going on. And this is one reason the, the Jews are hated to this day. They're hated by the other countries around Israel, whatever. Because Israel wrote down their details. I just want you to see the details. Okay. <clears throat> these are the very ones who followed Balaam's advice and caused the people of Israel to worship idols on Mount Peor. This is out of the New Testament. They caused the people to get over involved in fornication and stuff like that or whatever and led them away from Jesus. You could say, led them away from the Lord. That happened in the two, a couple of chapters before, prior to this. The same story. <clears throat> they were having wild parties and he said, here's what, what just the wild, wild parties weren't, wasn't it. He said, it said the Israeli young men started having wild parties with the Midianite girls and they were soon going to their temple and worshiping. Then it said, soon all Israel was worshiping the God of the Midianites. And the Lord said, I'm just quoting from what the story is. So the story was, the Lord told Moses, get all the leaders together and execute them. Well, they did. Okay, it's a serious event here. Now you say, why, why? Remember, God's a jealous God. And they were choosing to go worship these other gods. God just, and they, that was going to cause their whole nation to go down the drain, which it does. One of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other gods before me. It didn't say thou shalt not have a drink. It's not even in there. Thou shalt not do meth. It's not even in there, praise the Lord. You know, all these things we added, we missed the Ten Commandments. Okay, anyway, so back to this. He said, these guys led you into idol worship. And they're the cause of the plague that destroyed us. Now kill all the boys and all the women who have had sexual intercourse. That's why you better read these stories and know what's going on. 
Only the little girls may live, and you may keep them for yourselves. Now stay outside the camp for seven days, all of you that have killed anyone. Now if you read this, you read about the, uh, the red heifer. Richard, you're, you're losing me here. No, I'm not losing anybody. Read numbers for yourself. The red heifer was a cow that was sacrificed. They took the blood of it, and it was outside the camp. It was used, and they poured it in this water, and you had this stuff. And Because, remember, God's holy, but he's not talking about, well, I had a beer. I made you not holy. No, uh-uh. Because of Adam, you're not holy. Adam failed, okay? And you bear the image of Adam. Now we bear the image of Jesus. And we're just automatically accepted. We come into the holy of holies with a new and living way, which he sanctified for us. Okay, anyway, let's get to this. Now stay outside of the camp seven days, all of you that's killed anyone. Oh, let me, let me get to this. Or touch the dead body. Then purify yourselves uh, and your captives on the third and seventh days. Remember also to purify all your garments and everything made of leather, leather, leather goat's hair and wood. Okay. Then Eliezer said to the men who were in the battle, uh, here we go. This is, I'm number, this is Numbers 31, 21. Anything that will stand heat, such as gold, silver, bronze, tin, iron, lead, will be passed through the fire in order to be ceremonially pure. Now, wait, whoa, 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 what's all this? All this stuff belonged to the Midianites. All of this belonged to their stupid Midianite God. Probably had copyright, Midianite, whatever, stuff on it. Didn't matter. It was terrible stuff. It needed to be purified. Anyway, but anything that won't stand the heat. Uh, shall be purified with water alone. On the seventh day, you must wash your clothes and be purified, and you can come back. Remember that water had the blood of that uh, red heifer in it, and that was what the Lord set aside to make things be pure again. Okay, we don't, we, we don't have to do that anymore, but the details are here for us for a reason. And the Lord said to Moses, you and Eliezer, priest, and the leaders of the tribe are to make a list of the loot, including the, the people and animals. Now remember, well, now we're talking about, we've got the loot now. Then divide it in two parts. Half of it for the men and women who were in the battle. Look at that. You went to battle? Boy, you went to battle. You were treated right. Wow. Look at the rest of this. And the other half to be given to the people of Israel. But first, the Lord gets a share of the captives, donkeys, uh, oxen, donkeys, flocks kept by the army. Whoa. What's this? His share is one out of every 500. Give this share to Eliezer the priest. Well, these people went to the Levites. Some of those girls did, whatever. You don't have to fit. I mean... Dear God, this was the greatest thing that could ever happen to these girls. They're going, to be grown, they're going to be raised in knowing about the Lord, sorry about their family and their parents and stuff, but what were they doing? They were worshiping a devil, worshiping a God that didn't exist, and probably their chances of being thrown into the fire were going to be great. Anyway, so let's keep reading. And also levy a 2% tax on all the captives, flocks, cattle that were given to the people. Present this to the Levites in charge of the tabernacle, for this is the Lord's portion, said Moses. No, said the Lord. This is all a man thing. You rip all this stuff off. I see, that's where America and all, all the liberal uh, interference here with this, they try to say that this never happened. No, never. So you're going to have to throw Jesus out if this never happened. Because Jesus believed it did happen. And of course, Jesus was here when it did happen. All right, here we go. So Moses and Eliezer the priest did as the Lord commanded. The total duty, look at this. Besides the jewelry, look how much this stuff was. Oh, we're just going to stop at this chapter. Watch this. So, the Lord, so Moses and Eliezer the priest did as the Lord commanded. The total booty besides jewelry, clothing, etc., which the soldiers kept themselves was 675,000 sheep. That is a lot of sheep. Oh, my gosh. Hey, it's ours now. 72,000 John Deere tractors. That's what that is. You know. 
61,000 donkeys. God, wouldn't that be some noise? 32,000 young girls. So half of the army, so the half of the army, excuse me, so the half given to the army totaled 337,500 sheep, which of 65, 675 were given to the Lord, 36,000 oxen. I'm telling you, somebody had some records there. Well, they did. Many of these stories you can see, you, they even talk about the one who was doing the recording. All right, 16,000 of whom 32 went to the Levites, some of these girls. All the Lord's portion was given to Eleazar the priest as the Lord had directed Moses. The half of the booty assigned to the people of Israel, Moses had separated from the half belonging to the warriors, amounted to 337,500 sheep, 36,000. Okay, we get it, 16,000 girls. In accordance to the Lord's direction, Moses gave 2% to the Levites. Okay, all right. All right. Look at that. Here it is. Numbers chapter 31, verse 48, 49. I just picked up my Bible and just went, boom, boom. No, you didn't. We've been reading the story. We know what happened here. Then the officers and the battalion leaders came to Moses. It's the reason I like the movie about Patton. He has that story. They, they, they said he read his Bible and stuff, you know, whatever. Look at these guys. It's not like, well, I don't have anything to do with the Lord. Buddy, these guys did. Wow. We've accounted for all the men who went into battle and not one of us is missing. Now, if that's not a praise report, and if I didn't speak to you at night about how God is right there with you, that's the reason we're all doing good today. Maybe we didn't have a whole lot of praise reports that we could think about, whatever. But praise the Lord, God's been taking care of us massively. So we brought a special thank offering to the Lord from our loot. Notice Moses didn't say, now look, go count how many people y'all lost in this war. They knew it because these guys know how to keep track of their army, their soldiers, and everything else. Remember the story about the centurion that came to Jesus? He said, my servant lies home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. You know, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And the officer said, nah, you don't need to do that. I'm a man under authority. I say, go to this one. He goes, come and this one. He goes. He just said, you just speak the word only. My servant will be all right. And Jesus said, man, that's awesome faith. I've never seen faith like that in all of Israel. And he told that officer, he says, you go and your servant will. Also, prior to that, he said, many will come and sit down with who? Abraham, Isaac, and Moses. All these fairy tales. No, at the kingdom of God. And the ones who were chosen to sit and eat with these people. See, that's what's so funny. Uh, one day I'm going to pass away. One day you're going to pass away. We're going to see each other again. We're going to eat together at a table over and over again. These people are going to be there. We're going to be there. All right, back to this. So these battalion officers and uh, leaders and officers, they said, not one of them. We bring all these, and we bring these gifts. A special thank offering to the Lord. You know, they didn't feel like what we had to. Man, they were elated over this. I mean, you know, I work with some military people and stuff, and I don't care your high brass all the way down to low brass, your, your lowest person. It doesn't matter. The army is like a fraternity. They don't want to lose anybody. Remember the story? No man left behind. We don't leave, even when somebody died, we don't want to leave that guy behind. It's a family. And so anyways, so we brought a special thing. They were serious. They were thankful. They brought this stuff. That, well, I don't want to lose my, come on, we just had a big battle. How much are we going to keep giving to the Lord? Man, you couldn't put a price on this. This was so great. So he said, here's gold jewelry, bracelets, anklets, rings, earrings, necklaces. This is to make atonement for our souls before the Lord. Anyway, Moses and Eliezer, the priests, received this special offering from the captains, battalion leaders, and uh, 
Oh, what are the rest of that command commanders were? Yeah, company commanders and found its total to be more than three hundred thousand. The soldiers also kept personal loot for themselves. This all this offering the offering was taken from the tabernacle and kept there before the Lord as a memorial of, of the people of Israel. Now you know the rest of the story. When they went into the promised land, it was total victory. Only one time was there not, and that was because one of them had done something he shouldn't have done. He kept an idol. Okay. And that messed things up, but it didn't happen. It didn't last long. God said, correct that, and it'll fix it. Okay, but it, was, but it was the same thing. They were going down the path of, we're going to worship other gods. And that messed it up. But, you know, today we're not involved in worshiping other gods. We're not. And do you see the contrast here with us today? You, you and I, we're, everything you put your hand to, the very first psalm. I won't read it all, but look at the very first psalm just a second. No wonder it's the first. Look at that. One, how many verses? Oh, it's going to take me a month to read this. No, it's not. It might take you a month if you let the enemy, the devil, tell you that, well, I don't need to read the Bible. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow men's advice, who don't hang around with sinners scoffing about the things of God, but delight in doing everything God wants them to do. And day and night they're meditating on his laws. And what's, what have we been doing for the last 30 minutes? Look at that. They, this is you and I, are like trees along a riverbank bearing luscious fruit each season without fail. Their leaves shall never wither, and all they do shall prosper. That's everybody in this room. It belongs to you and I. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, seeing what happened to the Midianites. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. The ark was taken out in front. The trumpets were blaring. In the next verse, they wiped them all out. Praise the Lord. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Isaiah had told us, too. We recall that, too. <laughs> We just thank you, Lord, we're blessed today. We got the shield of faith that quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today in our bodies, whatever it is, you'll take care of that. If we're suffering financially in any way, yeah, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. And if it's some other problem, no matter what it is, you'll certainly fix that. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave details and tell people what Jesus has done in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory.